Well, I'm excited about today's guest because he's the CEO of Christmas Cheer, <clears throat> most magical gift-giving operation in the world, and basically coming down from the snow-dusted world of the North Pole. Santa's operation is not just about spreading holiday cheer, but also about savvy business strategies. So today we're going to take a whimsical yet insightful tour through Santa's workshop where Christmas magic meets modern business acumen. And so I'm excited to have today's guest with us. Obviously, he's known around the world, probably has one of the greatest reputations, but welcome to the show, Santa Claus. Well, welcome. I love the idea. We're going to call this North Pole Insights. So today I'm <laughs> blessed to have this conversation with the most magical gift-giving business operator and CEO of Christmas Cheer, Santa Claus himself. Santa, it's an honor. Oh, Robert, how are you? It's good to see. Do you still have that bicycle I brought when you were little? <laughs> that thing with the banana seat? <laughs> yeah. Remember how much fun those were? Oh, I miss those days with the banana it was, seat. It was fun right till the front wheel fell off and I landed on <laughs> my nose. <laughs> well, I told you you needed pads. You just didn't listen. I, yeah, not listening was definitely a big part of my childhood. <laughs> It's a miracle I was on the good list, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, that's not true, and you know it. Uh, <laughs> all right, Santa. Well, we do want to have a little business conversation here. So, because I want to focus on on the ways possibly we can we can help your operation uh tighten up and and I know that the the growing demands of of obviously the monumental operation you <laughs> you have there at the North Pole. Oh, absolutely. Um, no, so, yes, absolutely. So, I'd I'd love to lean in and and just you know learn a little bit about maybe some of the challenges you're facing from a business perspective. From a business perspective, one of the challenges we we suffer from is uh, is belief, um, mm -hmm. and and it's not so much belief while we're at the North Pole because that's not that's not hard to do. We all believe in the mission and um, and in what we're trying to accomplish, but outside of that. Um, so many people feel that uh, they get to a point and they just they don't feel the magic anymore. And and that's where things start to fall apart um, and they start to rely on their own pocketbooks and they start to rely on the big box stores. Um, and if you if they just believe in the magic, then we can really, really help out with that. Well, that's definitely one of the challenges, right? We talk about that market dominating position and for so long, the belief has been, has been strong, right? You've dominated mm -hmm. the market with the, the value of nice, right? That's, yes, absolutely. Encouraging children to be their best and not just children, but parents as well. I mean, you know, as you and I have talked and you were on the, on the nice list as a boy, and I know that still at this age that I can bring you a bottle of something um, brown in a green bottle from Ireland and you'll be very happy with me because you're still on the nice list. <laughs> Well, I definitely appreciate appreciate that, but but really, that's that's the currency of the North Pole. If we were to talk about increasing um, your profitability, if we were to talk about profitability for your operation. It it would really be about increasing kindness and good behavior. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, that's that I I see and hear so many so many things about CEOs worrying about their bottom line and trying to make sure that they've got X or they've got Y or they've got Z. I don't even know if I can say X anymore without getting in trouble, but we'll just go with that for now. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, and for us, I'm not worried about people going out and, and purchasing our stuff or trying to get our 
quote product in or services in front of them um, because the culture kind of does that already um, and just getting more people to well and i hate to say it but i'm going to to slow down to get mm. where they're driving alive um to be patient with the person who's in front of them who's behind them with the little kid um, there's so much going on and there's so much noise that if we can just slow down a bit and remember the magic, then yeah, it makes the whole season so much more fun. Well, and I, I, I love that. I love that idea of, of encouraging the belief and, and encouraging. So I think some people would like to think that your biggest competition is the big box stores and the online stores and, and, and the stores, but but you're not really in competition with with the stores. No, not at all. Not in the least. Absolutely not. No, because you know, even there, there are opportunities for people to be nice and kind to one another. I, one of the things that people don't know about us is that um, uh, I'll make a cultural reference. Do you remember the movie Elf? <laughs> Indeed, one of my oh, favorites. Perfect. So when we have an elf that actually does grow beyond the normal height limit within the North Pole and they can't get to the places they need to get Poor to. Poor Buddy. Build. Well, yeah, but Buddy was human, but yes. So what we do is we actually have an outsourcing program where we contact places like Microsoft and uh, Nintendo. And we say, would you like an elf to come work for you? And then they go and work for these industries because they know that they're such good workers. So when the kids ask me, Santa, how can you bring me an Xbox when that's made by Microsoft in Seattle? That's how, because I already have contacts in that company because of my elves. And we share that productivity uh, and that work ethic. And it's nice because when the elves go there, then they're able to bring that happiness and joy and work ethic. And uh, it makes everything better. Well, I mean, I feel like your brand is unparalleled when it comes to joy, right? Santa is the face of joy. And I think that your operation, your brand of joy and generosity is a mystery that captivates, you know, hearts <laughs> worldwide. But I, but I think that, that obviously that the, the joy brand, the, the belief brand is, is really challenged by some of the, the negativity, right? Some of the, the idea of the naughty list, the idea oh, of, yeah. of the, uh, I mean, obviously there's just a lot in the there's, world. That gets I think shared. that's it. It's, there's just a lot. And that's the thing. Um, and if we can simplify it to remember that, you know, the, th the important things aren't what's under the tree, but who's around it. Um, that's where that joy level starts to rise up. Oh, I love that. I mean, I think reinvigorating the, the idea of belief in something better <laughs> in uh -huh. belief, right? I mean, cause really I think what belief brings about is hope and and when people have belief, they can be filled with hope. And so yes. having an organization that, that spreads hope, that's dependent on hope, it's dependent on that belief, um, that, that, that value and being able to, to help your enterprise increase hope and increase belief is is super powerful. And so looking for opportunities to do that throughout the year, right? Because obviously everything gets focused and amplified at Christmas time. Yeah. Really? How do we help spread this, keep the belief alive and, and keep the hope at a high level throughout the year? You know, um, I get caught by children all the time 
Um, I was coming, I came down to Colorado one year in the summer just to visit see who was being good and bad and seeing what the whole <laughs> energy was like. And I came around a corner and there was this little seven-year-old girl and uh, she stopped and looked at me and she went, oh. she couldn't even say my name. And I looked at her and I said, did you just call me Santa? And she just shakes her head. I said, is it because I'm fat and have a beard? And she nods her head. And I said, why did you just call me Santa? She goes, because you have a twinkle in your eye. And I looked over my shoulder to make sure nobody was around. And I went, I'll see you at Christmas. Um, but having that ability to believe, not just within the time frame, but beyond yourself, um, is, is important. And children have that. And I don't think that there's, there's, there should be as much of a rush as adults to get it out of the children. In fact, if anything, we should be encouraging them to keep it longer so that we can have it ourselves. Oh, it's so true. Well, speaking of, we kind of mentioned the naughty nice list. And I think, I, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I think the naughty nice list was like the original CRM, like the, the clause relationship system. Um, yeah. No, you're not. So, you, you wouldn't be wrong. Yes. If we use technology, it would be exactly that. But we're still kind of old school. <laughs> but let's talk about the goal of of expanding the nice list and getting getting more leads, getting more children and parents on onto the nice list. What what needs to take place for for that to happen? Well, you know, when it comes right down to it, um, what's the harm in believing? I mean, that's Ooh. one of the questions when I meet a, an older child. They're like, I don't believe in Santa, and I'm like, but what does that heart? What does that harm you? Why is that a negative thing? And they don't have an answer. They think that once you start to get to a certain age, you can just ignore the nice list or the naughty list. And there isn't some magical person who's going to bring all these things. And so, you know, there isn't harm in believing and making things, making yourself better by making those around you better. And I think that's kind of the goal that we have. So that's the first question I'd ask is what's the harm? <laughs> that's so, so powerful. Well, you already mentioned some alliance and joint ventures that you have with corporations to Absolutely. to to share your workforce, but also to to receive to receive their products. Um, what what other collaborations have existed for the for maybe the reindeer and the elves? Oh well, okay. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna I'm gonna share a little bit of uh, what you call trivia, but some facts about Santa and one of the interesting things. So. Being a mythical creature, I'm actually based on um, Father Odin from the Norse mythology. And the children during Yule would leave um, their stock, their not stockings, but their boots full of straw. Um, and then Odin's horse would bring him to their to their towns, and his horse is named Slipnir, and his horse has eight legs. Whoa. And I have and I have eight reindeer. So ah. there's a there, there's a connection there. He's also an older man. He's a bit more fit than I am, but I'm working on that. But we share that affinity for beards. But one of the things that's interesting about Odin is that um, he would get updates about what was going on in the world by his two ravens named Hugin and Munin. And so he would sit there in Valhalla and Hugin and Munin would fly around the world and then come back and tell him what was going on in the world. So when people ask me, do I work with the NSA to know who's good and bad or the CIA or FBI or KGB? <laughs> no, it's none of those people. It's very, very basic. And it and and that's the magical part of it is that we partner up with the people who have their strengths. And so when we find somebody who has strengths, we we try to partner up with them. Ah, so powerful. 
Well, we already mentioned the CRM, the naughty nice list, and actually the global wish list is is a big piece of that, right? Where children Absolutely. are able to communicate and and let you know what the, what they're wishing for, what they're hoping for in, in the coming year. So what what are your favorite ways to learn about wishes? My favorite way is to actually see the light in a child's eyes when they tell me what they want. Um, the uh, the letters that I get every year, which are are, are legion, um, <laughs> those don't get thrown away. Those don't become fire lighters or anything like that. Because as far as I'm concerned, those are the wishes of children. And so that becomes sacred text. And so we just keep expanding our storage facility to keep those handwritten letters um, so that we can remember like the bicycle that you used to have um, so that we we can it helps us remember the magic by reading back um, of the wishes and hopes of of some young children now sometimes we don't we're not able to grant all the wishes and, and everybody knows that the most heartbreaking one that I had was um, a little girl when she and I were visiting and I said what would you like for Christmas and she looked at me and she said I want adoption papers for my best friend. Oh. Um, and here's a little girl who has stepped beyond herself, who's thinking about others, who's really figured out the meaning of Christmas. And I looked at her and I just said, oh, sweetie, you're such a good girl. I don't know that I can do that, but Santa will see what he can do. Mm. And she said, thank you, Santa, and gave me a hug. <laughs> and so, you know, there are some wishes that just can't be granted, but we try to, to try to grant as many as we can. Well, I love that. And I obviously, you know, that's the challenge with wishes is sometimes things are beyond even Santa's yeah. magical ability. Yeah, that's 100% true. So another business aspect we talk about our drip campaigns, which are keeping people engaged, keeping keeping people in the loop. And I, I think your strategy with with advent calendars is is incredible for preparing children to to just amp up the excitement. Wasn't that a good idea? Mrs. Claus came up with that idea years ago. Um, and it was just such a good idea because we have a calendar that's counting down and we have it for ourselves. And one year she just said, you know. What if we shared this with the children? And I, I looked at her and said, that is a terrific idea. And so we reached out to a whole bunch of folks who could come up with all sorts of great ideas on how to express um, an advent calendar. Some of them have chocolate. Um, some of them have crafts. Some of them, there is a, there's even adult advent calendars where you can get, um, you know, your favorite whiskey. Um, <laughs> the one that I heard recently that really excited me was a service advent calendar where every time you open something, you would then be challenged to go and perform an act of service, uh, whether that was just saying five nice things to strangers on the street or cleaning up some space in your home without being asked. Um, and I just, I, that, that idea really rang true with me because that gets us thinking outside of ourselves. And, and that's where, that's where the Christmas spirit comes from. I mean, when we start talking about, you know, Santa Claus, um, but there's also, you know, I'm also St. Nicholas and St. Nicholas was actually a real man who lived in Greece and he actually overheard a family talking about selling two of their daughters into prostitution so that the third one would have a dowry. Mm. And so one night he dropped a bag of gold in the window and the next night he dropped another bag 
And the father stayed up the third night, just like little kids do trying to catch me. And they, he caught him. And he just said, Santa, please don't tell anyone. Uh, I mean, well, no, um, Nicholas said to the dad, please don't tell anyone. This is just something I wanted to do. And I believe that there's a little spark of that man, St. Nicholas, in everybody, which is why it flares up into a fire during this time of year. Well, there absolutely is spiritual energy in in giving gifts and the act of giving, um, even at, at a small level when you mentioned like giving services and and blessing other peoples with your with your presence mm-hmm. is is very powerful um, because there, there are many that that can't afford gifts and can't afford other things. But time, all of us have some time to give to others. And yes. so being able to to give our give of our time, give of our heart, um, that elevates the Christmas spirit um, to an incredible level, I imagine. I would completely agree. Yeah. And that's the thing to, to remember. It's not about the boxes, but it's about the people around the tree. Well, one of the sales strategies, I know you're not really in the business of sales. But <laughs> we talk about we talk about down sales. And I, and I think the stocking stuffer strategy of, of having that opportunity for smaller gifts and, and opportunities to, uh, well, maybe drop a lump or coal or two in a stocking. I don't know. We, we don't bring coal anymore. It's not environmentally friendly, but I did find someone who makes kale flavored candy canes. So that's what, what we're doing recently. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that doesn't even sound right, Santa. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I'd rather chew on coal. <laughs> Oh my, a kale. Oh boy, that's crazy. All right, now you've got me. So let's talk about the magic of Christmas morning. And obviously oh, that, yes. that magic fuels your operation for a year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, it it does in every way, shape, and form. Yes. So so let's let's talk about the 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 energy that's created by by the joy of children on sun on Christmas morning. You know it. It, it's enough to get me through an entire day of not sleeping. Um, you know, they, they say Red Bull gives you wings, but you know, the joy of, of, of children um, excited about a holiday, the joy of parents sitting with them, even the joy of adults getting together on a Christmas evening, not even Christmas morning, but throughout the whole day. Um, it, it's a lovely feeling. And like I said, it's enough to get me through a whole night without sleeping and the milk and cookies, you know, keep my physical body going, but emotionally and mentally getting through and trying to find um, bright spots. And because let's be honest, there are a lot of dark spots in the world right now. Um, and we can use a little bit more happiness and joy. And so that opportunity really does uh, the, the beliefs that the belief that the people have right now just fuels me to take it to the places where people might not have the belief and, and share it with them. Mm. So powerful. All right. Let's talk about the toy operation. Obviously, an incredible operation that, that you've created over the years to generate the the, the sheer plethora of toys necessary to oh, deliver to uh-huh. children around the world. But how are you increasing productivity to keep up with the growing population on the nice list? Well, the growing population, uh, the 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 group that I have working with me, um, that continues to exponentially increase with the size of the market share that we have. And so if population increases, so do um, my helpers, uh, the elves, um, who 
you know, th this isn't slave labor and this isn't, um, you know, forced and, and anything forced into it. These are people who have options. Um, and like, you know, there was a little bit of truth in that movie Elf, Elf when they talked about, you know, you can either go and work in a tree or you can work and um, make cookies or you can make shoes um, or, you know, as they call it, the show in the movie, um, going to the North Pole. It's it's a labor of love for all of us. Um, and yes, it does get frustrating, but we are constantly expanding our, our uh, work at the North Pole, our physical location at the North Pole and uh, and also our staffing there. All right, so I've been told that they work for cookies, candy canes, and hot cocoa. Uh-huh. How do you keep up with the supply? Magic. <laughs> there, are, like there, are a couple, there, there are a couple of secrets that I'm going to keep. One of them is putting my finger next to my nose so I can get up a, a chimney. But the other one is how we can produce all these things without having to have an income. Yeah, that's part of the magic of Christmas. <laughs> Well, we know that the magic is powered by belief, right? And increasing belief increases the magic and, and makes all of that possible. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about your logistics system. Obviously, oh, yeah. you've handled logistics long before Walmart bought a fleet of trucks, long before Amazon bought airplanes. You've been you've been dealing with a logistics system to allow delivery around the globe in a single night. Correct. Yes. So Tell us, tell us a little bit how that system is, is allowing you to grow and, and continue to meet the growing demands. Oh, Robert, you're wanting to give me some more secrets. So let me tell you a couple <laughs> of theories that I've heard, and you can just choose which one you like the most. Nice. Uh, the, the first one is that when Santa steps into a chimney, um, the, uh, a first chimney at the North Pole, he is automatically cloned and then instantly goes to every house that needs to be visited on the planet and brings the toys there. And then as clones, they they expire. Um, and a, a little dark side of that was, be, I heard once that uh, there's a lactose contingency. So when they drink cookies and milk, then all of a sudden that clone expires. So that's one theory there is. The other theory is that I'm actually um, a Time Lord from Doctor Who and that the sleigh is actually bigger on the inside than the outside. And it enables me to be able to, um, because the TARDIS is, stands for time and dimension in space, um, I can actually stop time and go to all the places that I need to go that would normally take me six months. I can do it in one night because I have something that that allows me to to kind of bend time. So there's a couple of theories there that you can work on. I like I like the idea of the, the sleigh being more powerful than the TARDIS. That's that's pretty reasonable <laughs> explanation. I, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, that right. one caught my that caught my eye as well. I I appreciate. Well, Santa, this has been enlightening and inspiring because you're not just a gift giver; you're a savvy business leader, and <laughs> I appreciate your heart and your spirit. And I hope that some people listening have been encouraged, and I I hope that we've increased some belief and. I, I want to make an ask and I guess I'd, I'd like I'd like you to make an ask but if if you just turned to one person and shared a little love a hug a smile a kiss it, it would go a long ways to to increasing belief and Santa oh. I'd, I'd love for you to make an ask and and how we can encourage people to uh, to have a little more hope well you know and it's it's interesting you say that um 
you know, I find watching people because that's what I do very, very well. There are mm. some people who walk down the street and will just give a random compliment to someone. It costs mm. them nothing. It takes them literal seconds of their day. Um, great jacket, nice beard. I love your hair. Uh, you walk with such confidence. But you don't know the lasting impression that it has on that person as they walk away um, and how it lifts them. And that's not something that just happens at Christmas. You can do that whenever you see someone. And I know that there's fear among men to say that to women. Um, but if you can say that from your heart and from, from give a genuine compliment, then then we can all start lifting ourselves as a community. And there's a there's an old saying that I really, really like, but that's a rising tide floats all boats. And so if we can, instead of worrying about our boat floating, making sure that everybody else is starting to lift up, then we naturally lift with them. And I think that's the, the best gift that you can give that keeps on giving all through the year. Well, Santa, I sure appreciate you taking the time. I know this is a busy week and you're getting things prepared for the coming Christmas deliveries. And just thank you so much from the bottom of my oh, heart. I appreciate you reaching out. It's not often that I have a chance to do this, Robert, and it's been such a pleasure. Please give my love to your lovely wife, and I cannot wait to see the tree this year. All right. Thanks, Santa. Merry Christmas.